What's up, everyone? We are so excited to have all of y'all back for another episode of the Tune Time Podcast. On this week's episode, we have Anthony Obas. He is a music industry expert from New York. He has also recently released a book called Shifting Your Music into a Career. And we're going to be discussing that book along with some other unique ways artists can promote themselves and much more. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Shout out to TT, the whole staff. Appreciate um, you. Yeah, for having me. It's, it's been good, you know. Um, but yeah, just wanted to come on here, talk about the empty scene from a like, you know, from a big scope. I mean, like, it's just so it's it's just interesting, right? Um, yeah. you know, like from indie pop to indie songwriting to indie hip hop, right? They all have like a, a base, a basis to it, right? And that's what I do is kind of cover the basis of all the indie scene, if that makes sense. Um and it's just a lot of dope artists out there. And I think that um, we, should, we should be talking about them and we should be highlighting them. And they should be out here making money. And, you know, that's why I created that book, Shifting Your Music Into a Career, so that they're able to turn that music into a career. Literally, that's what the book says. Yeah. So, like, what, what was your inspiration for starting that and kind of starting blogging and writing stuff? So kind of give us a little bit on that. Yeah. So I started off doing radio, right? Um, I did radio in college, and um, I, I think my show was the hottest show in the on the on the campus. Like you know, and nobody was messing with my show. Honestly, like I used to pack out maybe thirty people. Um, we used to do stuff in the studio. I'm not going to mention that because again, we're keeping it we're keeping it G rated here. <laughs> we're keeping it G rated here. But I mean, like it was like it was like a dope culture, and then we was bringing in singer songwriters. Like some, you know, somebody bought a ukulele to perform at the radio show, right? Like awesome. it's, it's, it's awesome, like right. Um, but the problem is also like with these indies, like everybody's finding that music is a way for them to take money and to make money actually. Um, and you know, I was using radio and everybody was like, yo, be my manager, be my manager. And I'm like, I can't be your manager. Like, who do, I, who do I look like? I'm the most unorganized person who has a stockpile of paperwork, um, every day. And I don't get my homework done on an occasion. How do I look like managing you? Like, come on, what type of stuff is that? And, um, you know, I got more and more invested into the business side of the music stuff. So I started blogging. Um, on local indies, on local indie artists. So I was working with a lot of hip hop, but then I reached into uh, rock music and I reached into uh, some pop, some EDM. Um, EDM, the the indie indie, indie EDM scene is kind of, I like that scene. Um, It's not not too crazy because you don't have, you don't have a lot of people popping mollies um, like that, (laughs) but it's like, it's like, it's like, but it's interesting, right? And it's dope, and I like and I like it, right? Um, so then I went to blogging, right? Just blogging that, and then I started doing events, right? In New York City, um, I tried to do some outside of New York City, but it just didn't happen. And then you know, just using my experience, using, and I also was working with labels and stuff like that. So all that kind of combined into what we have today: shifting your music into a career volume one. So I can't complain, right? Yeah, no, right. no doubt, no doubt. So you knowing, you know, having your experience with like radio stuff and trying to get into the scene and even writing the book and the blogs and everything that you've done. So from a business standpoint, like you said, what what are some struggles that you see that these bands and artists are 
you know, dealing with trying to get their stuff out and trying to get their voice heard because there's good stuff. I mean, we've we've experienced people sending us stuff like Courtney last week. She mm-hmm. sent us her song and we were like, whoa, like we got to get this out. And we feel like that's kind of been the trend so far with our pages and our podcast is there's so many people sending us stuff that we're, we've even never found that's kind of deep down in the rabbit hole. And, you know, obviously there's a struggle trying to get that voice out and trying to be unique. And it, that, that's kind of what we're doing. So like from a business standpoint, what do you see being a struggle? I mean, the big, like, there's a lot of struggles. First of all, I mean, like, just basic economics, right? It's just, it's just so many people doing this stuff now, right? It's just like, every day you hear some new person popping off as an artist, right? You hear this person, you know, you might have a local friend and one day, you know, you went, you go to the bar and they say, oh, I'm just going to do music. And I'm just like, um, thanks. Um, I'm just going to do music, right? And I'm just like, where did this inspiration come from? So one is an oversaturation, right? You can't really compete um, with this oversaturation, right? Um, I gotta say, it's kind of hard to say, but it's like, oh, I did it. I said that, but hey. No, you can't. But it's just kind of messed up to say, but kind of COVID-19 kind of like uh, eliminated some of the, um, eliminated some of the artists, right? Um, from the scene as well too. Um, because you can't really perform as crazy yeah, these venues because right. there's no hardcore space, right? So that's could that's one of the things that could be a, that's the struggle, right? That oversaturation. Two, it's also like people just sound the same, right? Um, right. In terms of like one brand wise, but also two like sonically, right? Um, you know, from a hip hop standpoint, a lot of people are using more 808, right? Um, from an indie standpoint, a lot of people are not using acoustics, which is like kind of weird to me. Um, you might have rock bands, and this is the thing is also I noticed this with rock bands, it's like you're constantly having new group members constantly, like every year is like a whole turnover, right? Right. Um, so it's just like you have these so many interesting like struggles. Again, like I said, everybody's kind of not creating a unique sound or a unique path or a strong brand. So that's you know, those are the two reasons why a lot of these artists are not being able to pop off. Um, some will say they need managers, and I, I think that's full of crap, right? Um, Cause you don't need no manager to do this. Like you got here, like y'all, you have a podcast for God's sake. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, who's managing your podcast? Like if we can do it, anybody can. Well, yeah, we're we're trying to. Like, come on, seriously. <laughs> like it kills me. And they be like, y'all have too much stuff to do, and I'm just like, no, you don't. Like you have the pieces around you. You have, you know, you have creatives around you. Whether it be podcasts, whether it be. Um, you know, just a photographer, videographer, you have all these creatives. So stop saying you need, like, you, you need all this stuff. You really don't. You need to manage your time correctly, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if those are the three, if they had to sum that whole argument, I would be like, again, oversaturation. Um, it would definitely be finding that unique brandness and stuff. And it's just, you know, digging down and actually figuring out what you're passionate about and making time and utilizing your resources properly. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know? So, No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but well, um, tell us about your book then. You've mentioned it a couple of times. So, what is all that about? You know, give us kind of a base review of it, kind of deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, like again, like I, you know, I mean, I wrote the book. I wrote the so funny story. So, um, everybody knows Kanye West here. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, like, so Kanye West said he was going to drop an album in Africa, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, right. That's not happening. Like, you're not doing that. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? 
And, and you know, it's kind of crazy because this thing is like, I'm just like, who are you to tell me that you're gonna drop an album in Africa? And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, it didn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah. it was just like it, the thought of it kind of inspired. But it's also like it's also like I've been blogging constantly, and I'm just like, well. You know, these blogs are doing well, but what if I just put it into, you know, a book or, you know, I was inspired to write a book, but it's just like now or never. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. like now or never to do a podcast, now or never to, to do films. Right. Um, so I was like, let me just take all my resources, my experience, my research and just compile it into a book. And literally, like I gave everybody the deuces and I went, <laughs> I, yeah, I gave them the deuces and I like and I flew out to London for about five five months again i was starting the book here um yeah. in you know in the u.s but i was just like now let me just take it let me go away and it's so funny when he said that he was gonna do that in africa i'm like i'm just gonna finish i'm gonna publish this in africa um so you know i finished publishing in africa and you know i just oh, man. yeah i said i was gonna do it i did it like yeah that's right. awesome that's so cool man you know what that's i mean so, cool. so i had to do it. and again like i had to be the first and you know it's kind of inspiring again like i'm 21 i don't know how everybody how old is everybody else here but like i'm 22 now but i wrote the book when i was 20 uh turning 21 um and it just dropped it right so in, in the book it talks about branding streaming um social media and like live performance right um yeah. people don't realize that you know live performances have a big effect on people right um like we go to shows and you know they might freak around and throw like some some weird looking guitar guy you know slamming the guitar back and forth right and you'd be like damn i want to come back again because he slammed the guitar and it you know yeah. got off somebody's face i mean <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying or like yeah you know you might go to an edm show and you know you're raving right and might and that idea of something called the performance effect makes you want to go back, makes you yeah. want to go back. And that's what a lot of indie artists don't have. They don't have like that if factor when they perform, right? right. That factor to be like, yo, I want to come back to another show because they're so good, right? right. Um, you know, or this idea of branding, right? The best way to brand something is to like, rep I mean, this is a book called Stealing Like an Artist, right? It's like idea of replicating um, from previous artists that were successful, like, you know, like no one's new to the game. It's just the history has just been replicated, right? History replicates itself. Um, again, making money, right? We talk about how artists can make money streaming, right? It's mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Music, and um, Tidal. But the problem is also like you don't make that much money off of streaming, right? No. Yeah. You don't, right? You know, no. like so for you, like the biggest revenue is touring, right? It's you go into these shows, um, charging ten dollars at the door um to just rock out for the night and sell merch too why not like sell a hoodie like sell a you know i mean i remember going to again trying to keep it pg but you know i remember going to a show and a person was selling a lot of rubbers as a way to promote them <laughs> right was, again, his, you know his song his song was called uh std um, <laughs> the song was called STD, right? So he's yeah. like, yeah, how do I it promote it? It makes sense, right? It does make yeah. sense. Good marketing. It's called marketing, which I think it's an excellent, you know, I, I can't complain about it, right? And I bet you no one else did that before him either. No one did that, but that was a smart idea, right? Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, think of like, that's, when I, that's how you generate sale. Like, oh, STD, rubber. It like, it, it makes you want to buy it, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what a lot of artists are not able to do, right? Um, and I talk about that in the book. And I use a lot of case studies, right? Um, 
I use from De La Soul. Um, I use from Flying Lotus, who I'm a big fan of Flying Lotus. Um, um, who else did I use? Gorillas is another one of examples that I use as well, too. Um, the next book I'm going to use, I'm probably going to use Kiss because they're like, I like to use case studies from all genres because like yeah. you can learn from so much things and like from just like, you know, the when you learn from the Beatles and how they're able to constantly chart every freaking December because they only have one song that's just right for the theme of December, yeah. right? Um, just learning from that experience and you can apply that to hip hop artists, to a, you know, pop, to a, you know, EDM or, you know, rock, you can apply that. So, I mean, the book is all over the place. And then the last kind of chapter in the book talks about my experience working for, for a label, um, which was kind of an interesting way of looking at it. Cause again, a lot of people talk about, yeah, do it independent, but I've never seen like behind the doors. Right. right. Um, and I've seen a lot of crazy stuff behind the door. Um, it's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool now. Think about it, because it's crazy, but I love it. Um, but yeah, man, that's 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 the book right there. I mean, kind of talking about it in a longscape, but yeah, that's cool, man. Type stuff. I wish we could. We all wish we could take get out of the country a little bit and just kind of see the world a little bit more. Because we've all we've been some places, but you know, I think we'd have a lot of inspiration even for what we're doing and being able to broadcast other bands just from around the world and uh, really try to get their message out too. So that's awesome. And I know we're all jealous of that. The, the kind of the kind of the build off of that, like it's kind of crazy that what we've been seeing even early on is it's not just an American thing. Like mm -mm. this, <laughs> this struggle is happening everywhere. Like the, mm -hmm. some of our favorite bands like Margot, for example, <laughs> they're in the UK and yeah, they've they've gained a little bit of traction, but th this is a worldwide thing where there's yeah. so many people making good music that it's not just here. It is international and trying to get your voice out. You're, you're not just fighting your own country and your own people that are there. and You're fighting the other voices and, <clears throat> you know, across, across the world. Um, so that that's kind of been an eye-opening for us is seeing that these bands – you know, we're having people reach out from all over, say, hey, here's our song, here's our, you know, mixtape, here's our EP. And it's kind of the same thing, the same theme going on of, you know, we're just trying to get out there to anybody that'll listen. That's it. And then and the thing is, like, I, I mean, like I said, this is, like, dope. Um, like, again, like I, listen, I like to listen to every genre, but I don't know if you heard of Glacio. Mm -hmm. um, Glacio, I think they're an indie... Pop or group, whatever. Um, but they, it took them ten years to get where they at. Do you get what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, right. I mean, I remember reading an article from Twenty One Pilot, right? And it, yeah. it was they were doing shows with zero people in freaking yeah. Columbus, Ohio, right? Right. Um, this like this game is not about like you know. A lot of them have to understand it's like you have to continue to be consistent and persevere, right? right? And you got to take the risk, and that's the thing. I think a lot of these, like a lot of these artists that are hitting you up, they're taking a risk by hitting you up. Because honestly, yeah. I mean, like, y'all just offering the platform, but yeah. the platform can turn to something bigger, right? right? You know, you might get, um, 
you know, you might get bought out by Spotify. If I get bought by Spotify, that's a bank right there. That's a huge <laughs> bank. You know what I'm saying? That's a huge bank. Like that's big money right there. Yeah. But you know, it's just taking that just taking that step of low. Let me reach out to this this uh, platform. They look cool. They got good aesthetics. And let me just you know take the risk and see what's up, right? right. Um, and that comes with both sides of the both sides of the party. Again, like you said before, it's just like it's globally, it's, it's a global thing, right? Everybody's trying to make it out, right? But it, it's tough because like here's some like people don't realize the variables that come into fact. It's like, first of all, age. You get what I'm saying? Like some people be doing this until they're 39, and it's just like I got three kids. Like, yeah. you know, the music costs, right? It costs, like it costs. So how am I gonna use that money to fund for my music to get out? You know what I'm saying? That's another variable. Right. Um, for some people, it's just like, yo, I can't travel like like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people don't think like if. And I was talking to Ben about this. It's just like, you know, if you if you're a band from New York, you can travel, right? Yeah. You don't have to. And now we have the internet, which is also another plus, right? You don't have to make it out of New York. You could make it out. You can make it in Ohio. I like using Ohio. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Ohio, I guess Ohio is a great state. Um, hey, it's always from Ohio originally. So. Yeah, originally. Yeah. Nice. Columbus, Columbus show. Columbus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nah, but you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they pop yeah. off on pop off on Ohio. I mean, listen, I've never seen an artist from any genre pop off North Dakota. Right. Yeah. They pop off in North Dakota. Now that'd be some epic. Nah, that's some epic. <laughs> uh, but it's this idea of like, yo, I don't have to do it in my city. I could just do it somewhere else. Come back to my city, right? As well too. I mean, not to be on some like ranting. It's also about like support. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you're doing this podcast clearly because yes, one, you support each other, but two is also like they got your family and friends supporting you. You know what I mean? Um, But some of these artists, they just generally don't have support from their home base. And two, they don't have support from like, you know, regular joke smokes. Right. Um, And they don't they don't get inspiration from that. So it's like, how do you inspire to make music that takes you to the next level, that changes the sound, that changes the landscape of things? Right. Um, And that's what a lot of artists are not realizing that. And it kind of gets tough, you know. It kind of gets tough when you don't have that support. You don't have that backbone. But some of them do have fake robots, though. Fake robots on Instagram. That's, that's oh, a fact. Yeah, that is true. That's a that fact. So we can't. I can't say they don't have support, though. That's that's my that's my sub. <laughs> so I, I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. But <laughs> I had to. I, listen, if people don't know me, I like to throw. I like to throw subs at you know the overall industry, but not throw subs directly at people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because that's not, like I mean, like I could just say it to your face. That's 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 a real insult, you know. But <laughs> subbing is just an overall generalization. Generalization. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man. But it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So, but it's cool. Like we should be kicking it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned earlier how big like touring is for these bands because I feel like that's a big way that they make themselves unique when people see them in person and the word spreads. So now with COVID going on, everybody's trying to stay indoors, you know, do their social distancing. So touring hasn't happened in six months almost. Right. How big is it to kind of use social media to make yourself unique? And then how have bands, at least that you've seen, changed to more a virtual platform, I guess, to promote their music? Yeah, I mean, COVID-19, man. So just a little story. I mean, 34% of 
revenue in the music industry comes from live performance. Like that's a fact. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's a fact, right? Then you got merchandise, you got royalties, and uh, you might get some art, and then you get some others, right? Um, and you also got some digital. I forgot digital sales, right? Because yeah, people buy albums, right? Um, right yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I was a big CD, and I'm, I'm transitioning to vinyls now. Vinyl <laughs> okay. Rubbish. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but with the COVID nineteen, how I've seen a lot of people adapt and change to this, you know, to this new, I guess, new era. Um, a lot of people have been doing like small intimate streaming shows, right? Mm-hmm. They might do it through Zoom, they might do it through Instagram Live. Um, because again, this is how you can get direct with people, right? No one's going out their house um to go, no one's going out their house to go to shows anymore, right? There's nothing to do. So you can catch a live show in your house, um, just doing, just rocking out in a in a small Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. The only issue though is also like I don't know how how many artists have the, I guess the streaming capabilities to do it, right? Yeah, With right. The camera and the, and the whole camera setup, right? So that that could be a a pushback. But with the live capabilities, you're able to kind of stream it. You're able to kind of do it. And for some, you can raise up donations, right? I mean, you can donate via Instagram, right? Yeah. You can donate, you know, you can do Eventbrite with Zoom and do a, a show. The only issue is, the problem is, it's just like, who's trying to turn up watching a live stream? Yeah. Right? Right. Um, if you don't get the full experience seeing a live band being streamed, then, then you do actually go in to see the show, right? Um, yeah. And this is a good time. This is why I always tell people, it's like music is the root. It's not the overall goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to start thinking differently, especially with the COVID of like, how can we, what are things that are staying the same or even increasing during these times? Um, so for example, funny story, did anybody used to watch Pokemon when they were younger? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So let's, let me just, I'm not to sidetrack that here. But, but it, it correlates to this, right? So, you know, last night I was watching, I was listening to a Pokemon album. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> don't know why. I, I do know why. Um, I took, I had a cosmic brownie, which was pretty cool. Oh, there you uh, go. Give it had yeah. a cosmic brownie, but it wasn't the normal cosmic brownie here. <laughs> um, and um, I was listening to this track and I'm just like, the theme song of like the Pokemon gets played every time, you know, you're watching TV or somebody streams in and stuff like that. So as a band, you might want to pivot and say, okay, COVID-19 is happening. Let's create a soundtrack for, you know, these TV shows, for these uh, documentaries. Because again, like they're still pushing out films. They're still pushing out documentaries. They're still pushing out TV. So as a band, you might want to compose and produce these songs. And now you're out here pitching it. That may be a way for you to pivot as an indie, as an yeah. indie pop, indie rock music. And now look at, now you're kind of getting money without doing a hassle, you know? Right. Um, so, th- I mean, like, that's what I'm saying with the COVID-19 is also like with the live streaming, yes, we still want to push the live streaming to online, but let's be real, no one's going to tune into that, you know, yeah. on a consistent basis. So we really need to start thinking about how can we generate um, money in different avenues, you know? Which is yeah. so, like some of our favorite bands, mm-hmm. they uh, do live streams all the time on Instagram. And maybe they have one to five thousand followers on Instagram, but it seems like only like ten people are watching their live streams, which is crazy to me. Like, how do these many, how many, or how does this many people follow them? But only a couple people are willing to watch it. 
that's just crazy to me. It's crazy, and it's also the thing. It's also like there's so many other streams that are happening at eight o'clock p.m. Like right now, there's probably like 15 streams that we we all might be watching, right? Yeah. It's hard yeah. to kind of pick which one, right? Again, this oversaturation, right? Um, so you really got to change up how you create that live stream, right? Um, and it's also like, do people really want to tune into your stream? Like now it becomes like you're competing, right? And you have to do a whole, you have to do like a whole rollout just to get people to that one stream, right? That doesn't make no sense, right? Um, it's tough. It's just tough right now. But like I said before, if we can, as if these indie artists or these big artists can think about how can we change our music model, right? Not just from the showing live shows and stuff, but pivot to something else. This could be a breakout for them, actually, right? Um, like I said, music is the root, but not the it's not the tree, right? You know, um, like you know, I was just looking at uh, what's that documentary called? Bas uh, balsamic? That's what it's called? No, that's that's balsamic vinaigrette. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. I'm not gonna lie. Great dressing. Great dressing. I, just, I, actually, I just had some on my salad. Yeah, so. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Can't ever go wrong with balsamic, right balsamic, there. You can't go. Um, oh I got it. Bohemian. There we go. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Right, like, Fantastic. like you know what I mean? Like these guys, like these guys. Yes, they were one of the best to do it right but oh, yeah. when you have a documentary like this that's getting streaming they're still getting revenue off of that right they're still oh, yeah. collecting it so it's just like they might be they will never be irrelevant but if they're not doing what they used to do it's just about you can still make money as a whole as the brand as the organization right um and that's what these indie artists need to start thinking about right during these times it's again like not just the live streaming but also what are things that we can tap into that can put our presence and consistency that makes us different from everybody else. Boom, fire! <laughs> I do that boom, fire. And I, I think that, I think that makes India a great place to be at too, because in a changing time like this, there's so many different types of indie that if they can do that pivot, who knows how many different markets they could hit that are looking for some kind of music and just fresh stuff that's coming out. So I think you're right on there with that. For sure. Yeah. It's like these, these Netflix shows. I mean, Netflix is a great example yeah, where they're, you know, all of these shows are coming out all of a sudden and they're looking for music to fit what they're trying to put out. Well, a lot of stuff is trending towards indie and bedroom pop. And if you can get your name out there and just be like, hey, you know, this is our sound. This is a couple of our songs might fit your show. I don't know. I feel like that's also another way that they could like you said, kind of carry on their brand and their legacy, even if they aren't doing anything right now, it makes an appearance on the show. Like I would say a great example was uh, Lord Huron. They, mm -hmm. I was to them like freshman year of high school, not really that big, still love their music. Well, 13 reasons why they used like the night we met from them on one of their newer albums. Boom. Like that. It, they just took off. It was it was game over. They were set, and I think it like you said. There's it's avenues like that that these bands can look out and say and just start sending stuff. Just say, hey, here's our stuff. This might fit your stuff. This might fit yeah. your show. Like and this and again like this and like right. And even if you're not comfortable with that genre, right? Try it. Right. Yeah. It's like, right. I'm yeah. Try it. Right. You have so many different fusions now or different elements now. Like there's no such thing as a genre these days because you have everybody yeah. like blending elements of like, 
you know, from this genre into this, like people will be forgetting Mosh Pit never started in you know, in the hip hop game. Like we, you know, we're not out here Mosh Pitting and Travis. That, that, that was a big, <laughs> like, you know, that's a big underground rock scene. Right? Yeah. Right. Huge on the metal scene. Like that, that's where it came from. So now we sample that from that stream. Again, same thing. It goes right to the, we sample that and we bring it into the new stream. Right. Um, Like again, lo-fi is such a big thing now. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such a huge thing. And everybody, like, I remember, like I was talking to you on the beach. Like I know, like I was listening to like lo-fi, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. like it was like, that's the vibe. Like, that's the, more chill vibe that everybody's going for right um people want to hear that type of music it's a whole different emergence right um it's happened even like the gaming stuff right um yeah. gaming just gaming and just gaming to lo-fi music and you're just driving for i mean not for need for speed need for speed is a very fast <laughs> game <laughs> but you might but you might i don't i don't know if gta would be the game either but you're looking for a you can't go wrong with GTA Radio. Yeah, you can't go wrong with GTA Radio, right? You can't <laughs> hey, go hey, wrong. That's another. That's another great example. You can put your song on GTA Radio and yeah. you know have people robbing and taking cars and <laughs> going to the house to your song. As long as the whole point of music is for you to hear it, no matter what yeah. form yeah. you hear it in, you heard it, right? Right. Um. So that's just the way I'm. Go- that's the way I'm thinking. Like that's like again. That's what we're thinking about in terms of the indie scene. In terms of like how can indie artists stay alive during these times and even more again? Like th- those who survive in this time and like whoever the artists are that DM you, just notice how they are, right? Don't just like mm-hmm. you know just see their music and stuff, but see how they grow. Right, because mm-hmm. a lot of them are not gonna. It's no, no offense, but it's just a lot of them is just not gonna make it after this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and it's and it's it's sad to say, but it's also true, right? Kind of so, like your small businesses, like you know, you've got your big box stores that it doesn't matter if it's the end of the world. I mean, people are gonna get a Walmart, but there's also small businesses like I come from a small business family, like people have to support those small businesses or they're not going to stay alive you you almost kind of have to go out of your way to say i'm going to support these people they have good products they have good music you know i I want to support them and make sure that i continue to hear what they put out yeah Um, so i think it's interesting kind of thinking of it as like a small business to a big business industry in a way yeah of course of course like i think you said I want to say one point, not to not to be like throwing everything out there like crazy, but but yeah, you got me, you got me thinking about. Oh love yeah, it. yeah, love it, love it. Um, but it's also here's the thing that also I don't know if you noticed, but the you know the bands or the artists I've been following, right? You start to realize who are entertaining to watch, right? right. Um, and that's the thing that again, like we talk about this live streaming or this entertainment stuff, it's like. We want. I want to see who's into like which one of these artists are entertaining, right? right. Um, because you know, I go into these lives and some of them are just not entertaining at all. Like they yeah. suck. They <laughs> suck. They suck. They don't make me laugh. They don't make me cry. They don't make. They don't do like no soap drama. They suck. <laughs> they personally suck. I think uh, one a good example of like a good entertainer. I, you might know who this is. Is uh, Boy Pablo. Oh, Boy Pablo. Like his videos he puts out, I mean, it, it's like you just – we'll probably watch each one ten times because it's just so funny and like captivating. And he just pairs it perfectly with what the vibe of the song is and everything. And mm-hmm. like I think that's a great example of just kind of adding to you, – you can't just be a band without a face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to have your, you have to have your own vibe. 
And I think that's what really catches on with people, especially like in his, in his case. So that, that just kind of popped into my mind of a good entertainer as well as an awesome artist. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, again, like you got to entertain me. You got to make me laugh. Like, damn, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to come here. And I mean, one person was talking about this joke and it was just like, you know, we need to turn up with wine. No one's ever going to a show. And, turn up with wine. and honestly, that's a good point. Like we should be drunk off of wine. Right. Yeah. Um, during shows. I'm, I mean, I've done it a couple of times and it's been an experience. Um, but you know, shout out to Box One. Franzia, oh. <laughs> yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Your sponsor. <laughs> please, please sponsor us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like even like that, it's just again thinking of like that. It's just like you know, those are the type of things that entertain, right? Um, but yeah, that's me. I mean, like those are the stuff that I'm looking forward to. Those are the things that I'm, you know, just analyzing during these times. So we just we're just kicking it. So from, uh, and this is just an idea that kind of popped into my head as we were talking. Um, I went to kind of a smaller concert about, I guess, four or five months ago. And I thought this was really cool. So what they did was at the bar, they had recommended a drink that the band likes. So it's like their signature drink. That's what they recommended you drink while you're at the concert. So do you think that could almost like carry over into like even doing like a live on Zoom or Instagram live where they're like, hey, you know, here's yeah. our favorite drink. Why don't you make it at home? Here are the ingredients, you know, drink on it while we perform live on Instagram, you know, just stuff kind of outside the box that it's it's kind of so simple that you could overthink it. But you think about it, you're like, oh, that that actually kind of makes sense. Like I got it that night. Like I got their drink and it was great. And I enjoyed the concert. Not that I enjoyed it more because of that, but just kind of stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like from a business standpoint is kind of thinking outside the box and not trying to overthink just kind of the small things like that. It's, it's, it's the simple model. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's very simple. Like, just think like every, like, again, like, like you said, like, it's just trying a new drink. Like, I'm okay. I'll be real with you. I'm a big old fashioned guy. I love my whiskey. Oh, that's, what, hey, that's Will's first drink. Right? Right favorite drink right there. That's, yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> listen, nothing beats like a good old fashioned. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it's like thinking about coming to my concert and just like, you'll have, you know, you could brand it as different, call it the Obas drink. Right. And teach yeah. people how to do it. But then you also like, okay, like, Duh, it's old fashioned, but it's just like, okay, let's have a concert, right? It's think like right. that's a good way of innovating stuff, right? That's a good way of entertaining the guy. Like, you know, this is why I'm saying it's just like a lot of art. This is the crazy part about this with creativity from like podcasting and just all that. You know, we try to think of these crazy ideas that's just like, oh, this shit's gonna blow up. But it's just like, just keep it simple. Just keep yeah. it simple. Like, yeah, just keep the post simple, keep the text simple. And just keep in like you don't realize how simple makes life such an easier route to go for you. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. That's a, such a good point. That's even like our captions. We were just we had who was that that was telling us just make your captions simple on your um, on the Instagram post. That was one of your friends, wasn't it, Benny? Yeah, I, I had a couple people reach out to me after you know we were like two weeks in, and they had been following the page and. We were trying trying a little bit too hard to try and describe, you know, the song and what was going on and kind of how we felt. And they reached mm -hmm. out and said, you know, we love what y'all are putting out. Just 
maybe make it a little bit more simple. Just kind of leave it up to the people to decide, you know, what the vibe is and what's going on. I mean, obviously it's good music. So as long as you believe in the music, just put the music out. That's all you really right. need and let them take it from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it, like I said, it might even just be simple as you throw the caption up and you send people to like a blog post, right? To kind of right. get yeah. Yeah. That'd be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just something, again, like artists need that press. Artists need somebody to review their music to make sure that's good. I mean, you know, this is just me throwing like an alley-oop. But, you know, if you just, you know, blog about these artists that constantly DM you, right, they, that creatures and you're constantly podcasting um, with them, right? It, it, it's just like, it's a win. It's a double win. Like, like, come on, like, come on. This is like, it's like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Like, come <laughs> on now. Come that, on. that signature off the backboard. Off the backboard LeBron thing, right coming there, in. LeBron. You know, so that's just, you know, that's what I'm saying. But, like, this is such a good time to be creative, such a great time to, uh, you know, pod and do music, reach out to people. And I'm so glad to, to be here today because this was a good conversation. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, we're, we're definitely thankful that you're here and we're willing to talk and, um, you know, keep it casual and just, you know, throw some ideas out there. I mean, you never know who's listening and, Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see in a couple of weeks, you know, a band that we follow, they put up a live and they're like, Hey, make our, make our drink that we recommend. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, listen, you never know. And they'll come back to the time. They'll come back to the podcast and be like, Oh shoot. Like I remember this episode. It was fire. You know what I mean? So, exactly. You know? So, I mean, like I said, like, this is like, they're doing well and I love this podcast. It's dope. Um, you have some, I love the page. It's dope music that I'm hearing. Um, it's, it's even doper when I'm like, not in my normal state. I guess like I'm in space. When I'm in space, yeah. it's a yeah. great time yeah. to listen to that that's, music. That's, where, that's right where we want to be at when we listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um, right in space, right? So like, again, like it's dope content. It's dope stuff. So I'm just like, just keep going. Fingers crossed to the very end. Yeah, so... Anthony, you write like your blog posts and everything. So we're definitely going to promote your page and everything at the end of this podcast so people can go see what you're writing. But what do you have coming soon for people that are listening to this that we send to you? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, I'm going to, uh, I guess they want me, some guy wants me to do some radio show. I used to do radio. So we're going to do like radio on Spotify. I'm just promoting. Oh, I mean, it's just to promote artists and just to get my, you know. Yeah. It's I, I was gonna say the wrong word just there, but it's to get my feet wet. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you picked up what I was putting down, um, <laughs> I, was getting, I was uh, I was, you know, I was, you know, just to get my feet wet back. But again, a lot of these blogs are just how can you keep consistent on the, the during COVID nineteen. Uh, I'll be doing a couple talking engagements as well too. Um, you still got the book shifting your music into career. Definitely send me your info. Want to send three copies to ya? Oh man, that'd be Absolutely, sweet, dude. We would love to read. We appreciate them. that, I'll man. Three copies to ya. Um, just let me know what's the address, and I just send it to one location. Definitely. Um, yeah, we're we're working on some merch right now. We got uh, that Stephen Duke. He's working on a design for it. Um, so as soon as we get one, we'll send one right your way for sure. Perfect. Listen, that's what I'm loving it. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, like the blogs, I throw it up on my website, um, www.godhoodbyobus.net. I throw it up on Medium as well, too. Um, probably going to try to do these, like, weird, like, 
YouTube, how to to how to to do stuff, <laughs> how to to do. Um, it's like it's so weird because it's just like I don't want to do these how to do type of things. Like just <laughs> just hit me up, like you know what yeah. I mean. Just hit me up yeah. and let's get busy. So um, Medium, I mean Instagram is the best way. I drop dimes on Instagram, um, but I also throw a lot of dumb jokes and uh, <laughs> comical stuff um just to make people laugh so i mean those are the best way to kind of keep you know informed with what's going on if that makes sense right yeah. absolutely you know so yeah. and we'll make sure to put your link in the description links to support us links to support you stuff like that you know oh, of just course like, of course just let yeah, me man. like again like you know fingers crossed to the bare bones and let me know what i can do on my part you know yeah. Um, to help y'all get to help y'all get to the next level because again i love what y'all doing i love the music that you're showcasing so and ain't, ain't no ain't, ain't nothing but a two thing that's right <laughs> we really appreciate it anthony no problem no problem so but yeah man i, I love it yeah so let's uh yeah let's thanks for tuning in 